0: A somatic experiencing practitioner, a trauma specialist and host of the Transcending Trauma podcast. She works in private practice and is a teaching assistant at the Somatic Experiencing Trauma Institute, founded by Dr. Peter Levin. She has worked in the field of mental health, personal development, and trauma for over 15 years and is a passionate social entrepreneur and change maker. Please welcome Monica Spiteri. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, yeah, today I am going to be talking about, um, you know, mental health and podcasting. You know, podcasting, as you've heard from everybody is, it, it, you know, it's booming. Uh, and as a mental health professional, um, I've chosen to add podcasting to um, my suite of offerings to, you know, reach a lot more people around the world and uh, giving them access to lived experience, stories from people that have gone through mental health issues uh, and that have actually come through the other side and especially trauma. And so what we're going to do today is just discuss ways of creating a safe space when dealing with topics around mental health and trauma through podcasting. Um, you know, as you would have heard from a lot of, in the other speakers, it's about finding a niche, trying to find something to present on. Uh, and I suppose where I'm coming from with this presentation is making sure that you choose topics that are relevant, uh, and that you can basically hold your own, um, in when being able to sort of discuss it. So as you would have heard in my bio, um I'm the host of the Transcending Trauma Podcast. Um I'm also a qualified trauma specialist, so I do have a private practice uh in Melbourne, Australia. And I'm a social entrepreneur and change maker. I'm also the president and founder of a um a newly emerging social enterprise called Envico Health, where we'll be looking to establish a trauma recovery center for people to uh come and reside. Uh, and it's quite sort of revolutionary in the mental health sector. Uh, Apart from being a teaching assistant, you know, um, with the Trauma Institute, I have built my podcast very much around my private practice and around my brand um, as, as a therapist and specialist in the field. And so like you would have heard from the other speakers, setting the tone of your brand is really important. So what is your podcast's purpose? Why are you doing it? Um, what is your podcast's message and what is the category that you're going to be going into? And who is the audience? So creating that avatar, who are the people that you want listening to your show? Are they male? Are they female? Is it a um know what age demographic if you can get a picture of your ideal audience or the person that you're going to be speaking to it will help you to build your brand around your podcast also start looking at who your competitors are you know as we know podcasting is is growing and because of covid everybody seemed to jump on the podcasting bandwagon and so you want to know who are your competitors what makes your podcast different from all the hundreds of others that are out there and what makes you an authority on the topic because this is really important uh knowing how to position yourself in that space in the topic and the category that you're choosing to speak in and so then it comes down to your voice branding as well so there's three types of relationships uh, that we focus on when we're speaking. So the relationship that we have with ourselves, you know, are you confident, are you comfortable talking about the topic that you're um, presenting on or that you're building your show around, the relationship we have with that content and the relationship we hold with the listeners uh, because that's really important. And understanding, uh, like you would have heard from the other speakers that, you know, having the right setup, having really good equipment, you want to be able to capture the audience from the very beginning, uh, of your podcast and you want to be able to hold, uh, their attention. So if you don't have good quality equipment, if you're in, uh, an environment that has a lot of distraction, um, sometimes listeners will tune out and you need to be able to keep reinventing your brand knowing how you can expand your brand um how you can expand the show how it can keep people interested and so really looking at that relationships um and, and how do you keep those relationships fresh and and then how do you start building that into your suite and into your offerings As a mental health professional, uh, I take duty of care really important when you're talking about sensitive issues. So depression, trauma, mental health issues, they're one of the most common illnesses in society. It affects people in the workforce. It affects relationships. And so when discussing topics that are really sensitive, it is important not to re-traumatise your guest all the listeners, and this is what is called vicarious trauma. Uh, so going for the shock value uh, to make yourself or your show sound edgy or sound cool can actually do harm to the audience and to the guest. So if you're not qualified at discussing or holding a space for a guest, Um, then I would suggest avoiding creating a show about it because you feel it's an on-trend topic uh, or you think that it will be um, something that people want to listen to. Um, That can actually be... Yeah, really quite detrimental to your guest. Uh, I've listened to quite a few podcasts. Um, being in the mental health space, I've had different people approach me to be on their podcasts as well. Um, and I actually really do quite a bit of due diligence before having people on my show. Uh, it's important for me to retain um my brand quality and I make sure that people that are coming on my show know what they're talking about. They actually have the credentials and the qualifications to be talking about the topic and especially with people that have been through trauma or have had uh, a lived experience. When you're a host of a podcast And people are sharing their stories. You need to be able to look for the signs that they may be coming re-triggered. Uh, they may be becoming upset because you don't ever want to unpack things that you don't have the skill set to be actually be able to hold for that person. Um, when you have listeners also talking about the, the content, I make sure that I have trigger warnings either at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show. Um, I encourage people to reach out to their support networks, to reach out, um, you know, to their crisis support lines as well. I think the worst thing that I ever heard somebody say on a podcast uh, while interviewing a guest that was sharing quite a horrific trauma history was the podcast host actually said that people listening to this podcast may suicide and that is in my book completely unethical as a podcast host um i don't believe that anybody should be listening to a podcast and then suiciding because of the content that they've listened to so as a podcast host i take duty of care uh, seriously. I take it seriously as a practitioner Uh and that is why when you're reaching a mass audience that you as a host take your show seriously. So as much as you're tempted to sit here and go, okay, I want to start a podcast and mental health is very common and, pre- you know, very prevalent. So is some of the topics of trauma at the moment. Um, whether we're looking at, um, you know, major impact traumas or we're talking about sexual abuse and things like that, that seems to be very common around the world at the moment. You need to know that you have the qualifications and the ability to be able to hold those conversations and really take care of your guests. Um, so their, their mental health and wellbeing, um, is your responsibility while you're being a podcast host. And so that is knowing your subject matter. So when you're also reaching out to guests or that you have those guests coming to be on your show, you need to be able to hold that conversation on the topic. Um, I've, you know, there's been quite a few podcasts that I've listened to and if you can't keep up with your guest as a host, um, then it shows that you either haven't done your research in regards to the subject matter or you haven't done research on who your guest is that you're holding a space for. So if you're holding somebody that's just, um, you know, holding a space for somebody to share that they've just written a book about their traumatic history or they're overcoming their adversities or if they've produced a movie um you really want to be either reading the book watching the movie checking out their profiles spending some time researching who this guest is that you're actually coming who's coming on your show um you need to be able to dive deep into those conversations with them. you need to be able to hold your own uh on the subject matter and be able to you know to lead those uh, conversations. Um, My uh, Transcending Trauma podcast is very much a conversational style. There are other styles that, you you know, you would have heard through the different presenters today. You know, sometimes people like to have a long list of questions. That's not my style. I find that to be quite rigid. Uh, I like the conversations to be quite natural and free-flowing. But if that's not your style and you don't feel comfortable doing that, then starting off we're the podcast that has a little bit more structure to it where you may have a list of questions which you can sort of work your way through maybe what is what you need to do just to start off with Uh, i know listening to my very first podcast uh to the podcast that i'm doing now i've heard my voice has changed i'm a lot more confident a lot more comfortable talking with my guests and that actually starts to show. So you will find your own rhythm. You will find that sometimes you don't need to be that rigid. I, you know, I allow an hour for my podcasts, but sometimes I might finish at half an hour. Sometimes I might finish at 45 minutes. Sometimes the conversation is so good that we will go for more than an hour and then I will split it up into a two-part series. I will... Um, be able to then use that content later as well so it's just yeah knowing your subject matter you know reaching out to those guests being able to hold the conversations be really confident in what it is that you want to be presenting about what you want to be talking about uh, and then really sort of hone in on that niche just really perfect it you know sort of choose something stick to it and then just keep working on it mental health checks so I also check with a guest if there's anything that they don't want to talk about. Um, this is using what would be called a trauma-informed approach. So, you know, there's a lot of information out there on the internet. So if you just look up trauma-informed care, trauma-informed approach, um, motivational interviewing styles, there's a lot of information out there that you can use um, in regards to how you frame your podcast when talking about mental health issues. It is really important that you check with a guest if they don't want to talk about it. Uh, I always take a little bit of time before I start recording with a potential guest just to check in with them. Get a little bit of a framework before I start recording in regards to what they would like to talk about, what they don't want to talk about, and just making a mental note of that. There is nothing worse than, um, blindsiding your guest with something that they were not comfortable with. It's, it's unprofessional. Short, short stories. It's really unprofessional. So, Also, check with yourself how comfortable you are talking, uh, you know, and discussing the topic. If in doubt, don't. It's just a rule. If you don't feel confident and comfortable talking about the subject matter, it will come through in the recording. It will come through and it will just, the conversations just won't flow. There'll be, you know, there's a bit of a vibe that sort of happens between you and the guest. So avoid it. Um, If it's a, if it's a subject or if it's, uh, you know, anything to do with mental health or trauma and you're not comfortable delving into those quite, um, raw materials sometimes, then just avoid it. Choose a different subject matter. I check in with my guests after the show or I spend a little bit of time with them debriefing. So I debrief with the guests after the recording is finished, just in case that there is anything that has Uh, re-triggered them that they may be sitting with um being a trauma therapist i do have that added advantage of being able to um see the signs while i'm um, you know, working with somebody or speaking with somebody, I can sort of see if there's a little bit of activation in them and that they may be getting a little bit uncomfortable or something from their history is coming up. Because when you're talking about traumatic events, these are things that have happened in the past. So of course, when a person is going to be telling their story and people want to tell their stories and people at the moment really want to hear from the lived experience. And that is what my brand is all about. It's about talking to people that have have overcome traumas that have lived through adversity that have made it through to the other side most of the people that I have on as guests um, have turned their lives around and even though their childhoods or their upbringings have been extremely traumatic, they have now led very successful lives. They've become very successful coaches, trainers, uh, authors, film producers, you know, the list goes on and that's the type of story. They're the type of people that I love talking to and, you know, I often get emails from my guests after they've been on the show, just to let me know how safe they felt. Sometimes they feel like it's a little bit of a therapy session when they do come on my show. They know that they are in good hands. And so, as you would have heard from a lot of the other presenters That is how you're positioning yourself as an authority. Why are people wanting to come on your show as a guest? What makes you different? What makes you an authority? If you have no skills or qualifications in mental health or trauma, then I would avoid creating a podcast around that um because people want to know that they are in good hands especially with these um these topics of course if you're somebody who you know has been through trauma or you've had that lived experience then definitely you can shape a podcast around the lived experience a peer-led movement globally, you know, across the world, you will have many uh, community sectors that have a peer-led movement or a consumer movement, people that have used mental health services, that have used health services. You know, you could look at the, a whole list of health, whether it's people that have been through cancer and overcome it, uh, people that are into natural health. If you, you know, find topics that interest you, Find a topic that is something that you feel comfortable about, something that you actually like, and then be able to niche down on that. Um, and so, yeah, it's really important. Um, that, yeah, when we're talking about these mental health issues or trauma that, that I actually sort of unpack and spend a little bit of time with my guests. I've managed to meet some amazing people from around the world and we do, you know, we keep in contact. And that's what I think is so fantastic about podcasting is that you get to talk to people on a global scale. You get to talk about, you know, amazing topics. Um, and yeah, people just want to have uh, a story to tell and you can really create that for them. So presenting with purpose and how to promote yourself and your business through your podcast. Um, and this is something that I've managed to do. Um, I've recently relaunched my website. I have my podcasts uh, now coming through my website. So if people so it's about funneling down, having um my podcasts on my website, having my online programs having um, something that people can download. So creating that um, marketing mailing list is really important. Um, you know, with, there's plenty of platforms out there. There's Patreon, there's Facebook. It just depends on what you want to do in regards to your time, which, you know, we've heard from different presenters. Becoming a podcast host is time consuming. I bring out a podcast once a week um, and you need to be able to build that in. I also do, um, you know, I design tiles. I do quite a little bit of marketing. I present a package to my guests so they get a podcast tile with the episode. I do a little headliner audiogram so then people can use that on their social media. And so I I give them a little media kit and a promotion kit that I actually supply to my guests. So you've got to factor into all these things, not only for your own marketing, but it's also about that brand building and then working out how you can do a collaboration as well. So they're coming onto your podcast because they want promotion, but we're also using their channels to promote yourself. And so I love creating win-win situations for my guests. So looking at, you know, the audience hook, you know, the podcast must start with a hook. A you know, great method is a snippet from the show that is going to grab people's attention and makes them want to stick around and listen to it. So that's what's really good about the headliners. So you create a little one-minute audio which can be used across all the social medias, perfect for Instagram. Um, I I sit there and I listen to my my interviews, I you know at first when I started, I it was a little bit uncomfortable and I didn't like doing it. But then after a while, I re, you know, as soon as it's up there and it's produced, all the audio files are together. I sit there and I listen to it. And then what I do is find a really good catchy one minute audiogram, and then I put that into an audiogram, and then. Put that through the social media networks and then have the links there for people. If they really like what they've heard, they will grab onto that and then they'll listen to the full episode. Find a solution. Your podcast must deliver a solution from the very start to make sure that they stick around to the end of the show, especially with um, podcasts that are service based like myself. If I'm talking about mental health and I'm talking about trauma, my avatar or my audience wants to come there for a solution. These are people that possibly will be listening to the podcast for the very first time, or they may be a long term listener of and, and you know, they've listened to a, a you know a whole series of my podcasts. They may be a person that is um, just looking for some support and for some some help. It's the first time that they've realised that they may have some unresolved trauma or some mental health issues. They may have a family member or a friend or a loved one that is going through a tough time. And, and a lot of my clients now subscribe to my podcast. So it's a way um, that I look to promoting my business on a global scale. And then I'm hoping that, you know, not everybody can afford therapy. You know, and so, um, and depending on what country you live in, you may not have good mental health support services. So I look at my podcast as a way of being able to promote to the masses. And if somebody can take something away from my podcast that has helped them, has possibly saved a life, uh, has allowed that person to think about getting into therapy, then for me, that's the solution. My, my podcast has delivered um, and solved a problem for that person. And so look at the ideas. Look at the main ideas that are going to be discussed on the show. Uh, ones that really motivate the listener to keep coming back, keep listening. You want people to subscribe and download your podcast. And of course, planting a seed for that call to action for your business must be at the end of the podcast. Once you've captured those listeners, you want to filter them in and bring them down into your business. And that can be a service based business. Be a guest on other people's shows. So one thing that I've found now that I've launched my podcast, I am being invited on to guests. I'm being invited on to shows and summits like this. So create a media one sheet and there's lots of media one sheet templates out there. Google is your best friend here. And you create that media one sheet. People don't have a lot of time to read a lengthy bio. So a media one sheet usually has a head, um, a profile shot of you. It'll have, you know, a section that you can have your topics that you like to talk about. it has all your social media links in there and it just has a few lines a couple of short sharp sentences in regards to your bio because people are time poor so if they can just have a one minute sheet they can see who you are they can check out your links they have a good little bio to introduce you it makes everybody's job a lot easier easier and it raises your brand profile as well so find ways to collaborate with people that have similar shows or similar interests then you can have a really good mixing pot and can create some really rich shows for people so if you would like to connect with me here are all my social media links and my website um, i will be in the hop on room so i really hope that you've got something out of my presentation today when it comes to, you know, choosing topics that can be a little bit tricky. Uh, And so, and I think that, you know, all these guests have given you some real gems um, and we're all here to support you answer any questions. So jump on over to the next room. If you have any questions, I'll connect with you over there. So thank you.